0: Here we go. Money talk. talk. Here comes the money. Money, money, money. money, 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 money. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Actively Lazy, coming at you with the week seven backdoor cover. All right? Week seven. We are almost to the halfway point. Almost to the halfway point. And it is not looking good from a contest. Um, But crazier things have happened. Um, And I could go on a run. And maybe finish in the top 20. <laughs> but I have no chance of winning the Westgate contest or the uh My contest, which is perfectly fine. Uh, each year you have your ups and downs. Last year I was up. This year has been somewhat of a struggle coming through. Um, but I am hopeful that I will turn this thing around, which is funny because in the contest, I am shooting around like 53. And in my actual gambling, I'm shooting around 58, 59%. But unfortunately, I only get five plays uh, in the contest. And for some reason, I just can't find the right combination. Uh, But uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll notice that I'm also one leg short of my little three leg same game parlay boost. I'm getting there too. I think I am now only like one unit up. Uh, when I won at 7-1, so I'm on a little losing streak there. A little unlucky on my last two. Uh, had Jalen Hurts get hurt? No pun intended. Not Jalen Hurts. Um, Justin Fields got hurt. And uh, that kind of set me back on one of them. But I'm hoping to get that going. And also, you know, you guys listening to this, uh, just give me a heads up. We will be doing an NBA podcast as well, uh, me and Corey. I don't like to subscribe to betting NBA every night Uh, with the spreads. The effort of the players is just absolutely unpredictable and trash sometimes. But I do love a good prop, um, and I will continue to try to build some props with that. And I also don't mind DFS at NBA because sometimes I think it's kind of a crapshoot. But um, if you want to listen to all that, just check us out Friday night. We'll go live and then, you know, drop – The recorded podcast probably early Saturday morning. You guys can listen through the weekend. NBA season starts Tuesday. But again, this is the backdoor cover. We're specifically looking at NFL. So let's quickly recap week six. Um, The main news in week six from a gambling perspective, the two teams who had the most tickets and the most money put on them, the Niners and the Eagles, both lost outright, uh, which is kind of rare. I uh, wouldn't like two like, of the top teams lose like that. But, uh, yep, they had outright losses. And then the under was 12 2 and 1 last week. Uh, teams are just struggling in the red zone. I ran about it on a regular basis. A lot of these boneheaded calls uh, that's really hurting people. And it's not analytics, it's just people being just stupid. And, you know, Ronnie picks on me about it. And other folks probably think I'm crazy. But, is It's in the numbers. I mean, you look at it, 12-2-1, and, and I bet you if we went back and looked at all 12 games that went under, we could find one or two plays in there that just made absolutely no sense. Um The Titans-Ravens game, I think, is one of them, too, where they were literally on, like, the 3-4 yard line, and then they ended up kicking a field goal, down 12. So it doesn't make any Or, sorry, down 11. Doesn't quite make sense, but um, you know, we're at the mercy of some, some bad coaching, some very, very bad coaching. I, for one, am officially retired from betting on Mike Brabel and I'm very close to retiring from betting on Arthur Smith and the Falcons. But um, the Falcons is a, is a rare case. Every other week it just alternates. I'm blaming Ritter. I'm blaming Arthur Smith. I'm blaming Arthur Smith for putting Ritter in the game still, I'm blaming Ritter for listening to Arthur Smith instead of, you know, saving his timeouts and stuff like that. So it just goes back and forth. But I think, you know, coming into week seven, we got to start taking teams for face value, but also taking into account even more situations. Uh, That brings me to Thursday night's game. Jags are visiting the Saints. Again, taking them at face value. The Jags are better than the Saints right now. The Saints had that great win against the um against the Patriots just absolutely obliterated them and then just turned around and just dropped another kind of dud against the Texans who to be fair the Texans are not trash uh but again you you have such a veteran team in the Saints you would think that they would be able to go in and and win games like you know the Houston Texans the Texans are young but CJ Stroud is special so I guess in the same breath, they're just not good enough to overcome special talent. And um, what I'm talking about with situational plays, it's, it's a short week. And Trevor uh, Lawrence, is, he might play, is on the fence. I'm assuming he will play. The line was three, three and a half. And then it went down to one and a half. So it dropped a couple points, and it makes me think Lawrence is going to play. Uh, It dropped, actually, after reports came out that he practiced a little. So, I mean, if Trevor Lawrence is only worth two points, from a gambling perspective, that's not really good. That's not really good at all, actually, for a quarterback in today's game. And you just worry about Derek Carr and this offense turning the ball over. That's really what you got to deal with. Because the defense is solid, man. The defense is still solid. Even even in the face of of C.J. Stroud playing out of his mind for a rookie, I thought the defense played well, but they just get no support from the offense. Jags are riding a two-game high, destroyed the Colts. Um, actually, the Colts came back a little bit at the end, but but a comfortable win against the Colts, and even more comfortable win against the um, against the Jags in London. And that's a joke because they <laughs> are London's team, but um, they got two wins. I I like the Saints here. I I like to lay the points with the home team on the Thursday night. That's honestly the only reason why I'm doing it. It's because it's Thursday night. It's a short week. I feel like the Saints are coming in healthier than the Jags. And um, the Trevor Lawrence stuff has just kind of got me on the fence a little. They should get pressure on Trevor Lawrence. Likewise, Jags should get pressure on uh, the Saints as well. So we're probably looking at a typical ugly Thursday night game. Uh, but let me get the, the Saints here to cover. Switching over into our Su- uh, Sunday's game, I got the Browns visiting the Colts. Colts are plus two and a half over unders 40. And yes, with P.J. Walker in tow, the Browns are favored by two and a half on the road in Indianapolis. That just doesn't even sound right. But Gardner Minshew was so bad last week. So, so bad last week. And, and stylistically, Even if you're looking for a letdown game here, I'm not sure you're going to get a letdown game from arguably the best defense we've seen in I don't even know how long. Like They are the most physically imposing and dominant defense that I have seen in a very long time. And I never thought that the Legion of Boom collectively were physically imposing. Cam Chancellor was. He would knock your block off. Michael Bennett uh, would, would tear you up, too, if he got through. But not everybody else on that team, I felt like, really you know, were physically imposing. Earl Thomas got, I think, more of a harder hitter and more of a headhunter as he got later into his career. I don't think when he was with the Legion of Boom, that was really his role. But this Browns team, top to bottom at every single level, they hit, they hit hard, they get physical, they get in your chest. And it just takes a special offense to move the ball against them consistently. And the Colts are kind of slow on offense, and I'm being nice when I say kind of slow. And I I mean, up front, they might do a little bit better on the interior, but I'm not sure at the tackle position they can handle somebody like Miles Garrett on a regular basis. Uh, He was whipping Trent left and right, even though Trent was limping. He was whipping Trent before he was limping, so... Um, I'm not giving, you know, any I'm not trying to take anything away from Miles Garrett and everybody who knows me knows how much I love Miles Garrett. And I'll be honest with you, P.J. Walker, he's not great. Okay, he's not great, but he's a capable NFL starter in spots. Okay, yes. P.J. Walker is a capable NFL starter in spots. I say that because um, I don't know if you guys remember, but he was the quarterback that led the uh, comeback last year, I think, in Wilkes first win. It was against the Falcons. Uh, I think it was like a a deep Hail Mary type pass to D.J. Moore to seal it. But that was P.J. Walker. And, um, yeah, he shouldn't have beat the Niners. I'm not saying that. And I'm not, not like, you know, trying to defend or deflect from from them winning because he had an awful game against the Niners, the defense like that. But he's got enough talent to move the ball consistently on this Colts team. And they've got enough talent on defense that if they have a little slow rough game, With Gardner Minshew's ability to just throw the ball to the other team on the pressure, you you kind of have to lean, land the points with the Browns here. Um, I'm not going to put it in a contest. I I can't justify weighing two and a half in a a contest for arguably close to a million dollars (laughs) with a a third-string practice squad-type quarterback. But um, I might throw it a little side bet. Uh, in a parlay or something later, because I really can see how the Browns can win this game. Uh, they've got a stout defense through and through, and if you're the Colts and they can't run the ball, they can't really stretch the Browns, it's going to be a long game for them. It's going to be a long game for them. And if P.J. can minimize the turnovers, they, they should win uh comfortably enough to cover this spread. Despite this being a prime spot for a letdown, I just think this defense is focused. The team is focused. Uh, it's not a typical letdown spot, you know. Um Raiders at the Bears. Oh my gosh, this is gonna be probably the worst game of the of the, of the season, which which is saying a lot because I watched the Broncos and the Bears. Um but O'Connell is looking like he's gonna play because Jimmy G's hurt. And if Justin Fields did play my my understanding is that his thumb on his throwing hand Is messed up, so that would be pointless to to put him out there. The the Bears' backup is worse than the starter, all right? Let's just put it out there. I know it was just thrown in the game, but, I mean, he couldn't do anything. He didn't look comfortable at all. Like He didn't look capable, Um, which brings me to say that I still think Aiden O'Connell is a capable NFL quarterback. Uh, Is he going to be great? No, probably not. probably somewhere between um, who's my guy that played for um, the Texans last year that started for the Texans. I'm drawing a blank on him. But um, some something along those lines, it's the Stanford's old quarterback, but something along those lines where he can come in and he can win you a game or two against a really bad team. And the Bears are a really bad team. So they still got Devontae Adams. They still got Myers. They still got Crosby. I still think all the advantages lean to the Raiders and you know, you land three on the road, but I mean, the bears are bad. This guy is bad. And I expect this to be another semi ugly game, but with the quarterback that I've seen actually move the ball down the field, he, he played, he didn't start so well against the chargers, but he, he ended up playing pretty well. I think in the last half or last quarter, uh, they scored a couple touchdowns. So, this, this Bears defense is going to be suffering a little, too, with injuries as well. Uh, so, again, laying the three with the Raiders here is what I would go with. Commanders at the Giants. Uh, Giants are plus two and a half. Dogs at home hosting the commanders. Not sure Daniel Jones is going to play. Not sure he should play. I don't know why they're being so coy about it. The guy's got a neck injury, and he's been hit more than anybody in the league, pretty much. He should not play. The commanders are just... Their couple wins are lucky, man. They are very fortunate. The the Falcons beat them up and down the field statistically on our Sunday. But just because you got the stats don't mean you always get the wins because guess what? The Falcons are in, up in the red zone. And the uh, commanders are a little bit better in the red zone. It's actually one of their strengths is when they do get down there, they typically come away with points. And in this case, it was just enough, just enough points to get them to the win because that second half was really bad on the commanders part and and if the falcons didn't mismanage the end of the game i really think they come out with the win um so i'm gonna lean commanders here just because Tyrod and that offense they they still don't have what it takes to to beat a team like the commanders you need to exploit the Commanders' secondary you need to stretch them vertically you need to uh, win those 50-50 balls. You need to have the type of receivers that's willing to get physical, uh, because the Commanders' secondary is kind of soft. And if you look at the guys who who had monster games against them, they're more the physical style receivers. DJ Moore is actually a pretty physical receiver. He's not as physically imposing as a AJ Brown, but I mean, he he's got a little Steve Smith in him. Like he wants to, he wants you to press. He wants to get aggressive. He wants to body you when he catches passes and those types of receivers, Drake London had a pretty decent game or a couple of good catches against them too. Those big body type receivers that want to get physical have been just dominating the, the slimmer, smaller, slower uh, Washington commanders. And then you look at the line, this giant's line is just still awful. Now they had a great game or great showing for the patchwork offensive line and just team in general against the ailing bills but this is a this is a divisional game they ain't gonna be no expectations on the commanders part that this team is gonna lay down for them because they have given the commanders fits over the last couple seasons and the one person who has played really well against the commanders and the only time he actually does play really well is daniel jones and he's not in the game and i think they'll be able to pin their ears back they're probably looking forward to this game uh, this week to, to put it on this divisional opponent. Uh, Tyrod, I will say, has had a couple moments in the NFL where he's he's come through, but I'm not willing to necessarily bet on it here. And at two and a half, and the Giants in general, like if you're just being a degenerate though, though man for money line dog play, but if you're being serious, you should stay away from this game. Bills at the Patriots. Uh, Patriots are getting eight and a half at the time of this podcast uh, from the ailing Bills. And when I say ailing, they are struggling. If you look at their injury report, they've got key injuries at all three levels of their defense. That is crucial. Honestly, that's probably the worst thing that could happen to somebody. Like, I'm not even going to put it out there in the universe. I'll use the Cowboys (laughs) instead. Like, if the Cowboys lost Michael Parsons, that's one thing. But you can't lose Lawrence, Parsons, and uh, and my man Diggs. or Yeah, like, those three levels. Like, you can't lose those three guys. And if you look at the Bills, that's essentially what they did. They lost their best edge rusher. They lost their best linebacker. And they lost their best uh, corner or secondary person. So they are struggling. And the guys that they're bringing in to to replace them, God bless them, they're doing the best they can on the flop, but it's just not the same. I mean, with what, what you would expect. I don't think there's a team in the league save maybe the Eagles that could overcome one portion of that. And that would be that that uh line position. But I don't I mean, I think they've got a couple injuries at linebacker now. They can't really overcome that. And their secondary is is awful. Um, you know, they had a couple injuries last week with it was Carter and Slay, and you you saw what happened. Like they ended up losing the game. And some of that was on the defense. Most of it's on the offense, but some of it's on the defense. It didn't look the same. That's what we're seeing with the Bills. So what are we gonna get out the Patriots? I have a theory that at some point these losers are going to win. They've got to. I mean, they they can't, they're not an 0 17 team. As much as I love to see Bill lose, as much as I love to see them just look so dysfunctional, I don't think that they can go 0-17. They have to win a game. So I will do this. I will play the Patriots plus 370 on my own dime for the simple fact that at some point they have to win. Um, And with this Bill's team being as bad as they are, and the one thing that Bill can still do pretty good – Is key in on your best offensive player to make you have to go elsewhere. I would give them a I would give them a lean to win this game outright. It it sounds crazy. It's the NFL. We just saw PJ Walker beat the Niners. We just saw Zach Wilson beat the Eagles. We saw Jared Goff and the Lions come in and beat the Chiefs. I mean, we can go on and on and on. It's not that far-fetched. And so at three plus three seventy is what I saw on the money line. I'm willing to do it. I don't care anything for the spread. I don't want to sweat that out, man. Mac Jones is a goofball. So if he gets lucky enough to win, that's what I'm looking for. I don't care to to sweat out the 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 spread. I mean, last week I had these dudes at plus three. This is one for the ages. Had them at plus three. I think they're down like one or two points. And this butt fumbling knucklehead freaking got a safety pretty much the very end of the game. Like, what are you doing, man? It's <laughs> so awful. But um, I, I feel like this is going to be an ugly game. And let me get an ugly game with the uglier team. Uh, Patriots to win is what I'm going to go with here uh, this week. Again, that's just this particular juncture playing in this spot. If the Bills beat the Patriots, God forbid, if the, if the Bills cover against the Patriots, with this team currently, man, Bill need to really contemplate retiring. He really needs to contemplate retiring. Yes, I am saying if they can't cover the eight and a half, he's got to contemplate retiring. Mac Jones is 0-13 as a dog against the spread. 0-13. He's lost 13 straight. Matter of fact, he's never covered as a, as a dog, I don't think, in his career so far. How could you not against this team? Bro, Tyrod Taylor and the Giants just almost beat these dudes with a patchwork offensive line and even leaving points on the board at halftime. It was awful. And they still almost beat the Bills. Come on, Patriots. You got to come through. You got to come through, man. If not... Again, we got an issue here. Um, Falcons at the Bucks. Bucks are favored by two and a half. Can we get a bounce back game from Ritter? I don't know. Can we? Because, man, that that game last week was just – it was frustrating. And then I feel bad for Falcons fans, um, not just gamblers or people backing the Falcons. If we're backing the Falcons, we got a problem. So, I got a problem. But the fans, I feel bad for the fans because they just deserve better. They deserve better. You got an offensive coordinator as a head coach, and he still can't get it all together. When he finally starts giving the ball to his playmakers, he forgets that he has to manage the game. When he finally starts managing the game, he forgets he has playmakers. Can we just get a complete game? I just want a complete game at this point. I want it, you know what? I won't even complain about Kyle Pitts' targets and all that. Just give me a complete game. Desmond Ritter has to beat the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are not going to let Bijan and Algier run all over them. They're not. They're a top 10 rush defense. I think it went up to seven. Vita Vey is an absolute monster on the interior. Uh, And the only good thing about this Buccaneers team is their run defense. You will have to pass to beat them. They've got the weapons. It ain't just London. It ain't just uh, Pitts. They can use um, Bijan in the the, um, passing game. They've already shown that and 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 it gives him a different dynamic and he's athletic enough and explosive enough that he can exploit these linebackers um on the on the Bucks defense. If if they give them the right formations, the right looks, they get the right personnel out there, if they do a good scheme, it could be easy work for the Falcons. I think the Falcons have the better team. And the Buccaneers love to to beat themselves by stalling drives. They are absolutely horrendous on third down and even worse on first down. They can't drive the ball unless you help them, unless you help them. The games that they've won, the teams have pretty much beat themselves. And the teams that don't beat themselves, they're not even competitive. They're not even competitive. If you come in and you play a good game against the Buccaneers, they'll stop playing by halfway through the third quarter. I guarantee it. I've seen it already, actually, against the Eagles. <laughs> They'll just stop playing. And so the Falcons really need this game. They really need this game. This division's up for grabs, which means a playoff spot is up for grabs because the Saints are not that dominant. The Panthers are sorry. And that just leaves the Falcons and Bucks to fight for it. And the Buccaneers are looking kind of weak. They just came off a of bye week and still got mollywop. The Falcons really need this game. I'm leaning to take my points with the Falcons. Um, I would like to see this number at three or more. Um, at two and a half, when I play it, I'm gonna buy the hook up to three. I, I don't I don't know if there'll be a lot of people wanting to jump in front of the train to take the Falcons. So I'm going with my gut here. I don't think the Bucs are a good enough team. And, and I know there's bounce back spots and this and that, but I just I just don't think that this team is deserving of their record. And the Falcons, having played really good football two weeks in a row, not necessarily winning, but playing pretty good football two weeks in a row, this is a spot where they have to bring their A game on the road against a divisional opponent. I think they answered the call. I think they really do. And and if this man, Ritter, starts out slow, I better see Tyler Heineke at, at least warming up or Taylor Heineke, whatever his name is, Heineke. I better see him warming up on the sideline. That's all I want. Warm up on the sideline. At least act like you want to win the game. You, you, as a coach, you say you're not playing for our fantasy stats, then play for the fucking wins, okay? Because what you're doing is, is just not working as a head coach. So um I'm going to take the points with the Falcons, but I want it at that key number three. Speaking of the key number three, Lions are traveling to the Ravens. Ravens are favored by three. I highlighted this uh, in the All-Star group just off the the first opening of the line. The Ravens are not three points better than this Lions team. I don't care if they're playing outside. There's there's 15-mile-per-hour wind, and it's going to be like 60 degrees. Dude, they're from Detroit. I get it. They play in the Dome. And, yes, the Dome stuff does kind of, you know, factor into a lot of things. But that's when the weather's actually bad. 60 degrees, they are in Detroit. It's 60 degrees all the time up there probably. That doesn't matter. Okay, it's wind. That's different. There's no rain and there's, like there's no precipitation in the forecast. So I don't want to hear anything about the weather if there's no precipitation and it's 60 degrees, they're from Detroit, man. Like get out of here with that. I, I'm thinking people talking about the weather. I'm thinking we getting rain or something. I'm looking there's 0% precipitation. So what are we talking about? The Ravens have taken advantage of all the terrible quarterbacks, all those excuses that people use uh, when they talk about the Cowboys and the the Eagles to break them down. Oh, they haven't played nobody. They haven't played nobody. Literally, they have played no good quarterbacks on their roster or on their schedule yet. I don't like Joe Burrow, and I'm saying he's not good because at the time he played him, he wasn't good. But if you believe he was hurt, then that's even more of of a dark smart. They played C.J. Stroud in his first freaking game. C.J. Stroud would eat them up right now. They got um, they got uh, the worst offense ever in the Steelers. And then they played um, Deshaun Watson. He wasn't playing that great either. Like, I really don't think they played a top 20 quarterback yet. Jared Goff is playing like a top five quarterback right now. You know, and um, – I know again. I know it's outside. I know they lost David Montgomery. Uh, I did hear that uh, Ibrahim. Uh, you guys who follow college football, the Minnesota uh, running back is is coming to work out with them. Uh, he was set to maybe make their roster, and then he got hurt in preseason, and so now he's back. He's a solid running back, man. I don't. I honestly don't know how he didn't make a roster. I'm assuming it's because of the injury. But um, Gibbs might come back too if they can get if they can get Ibrahim in the game, I really am confident enough that he can run the ball uh, consistently and well enough to, to not miss a beat, not miss a beat. Like he really was a good running back in Minnesota. So um, I think, I think this team has enough St. Brown is, is healthy. They should, they should win this game and don't even get me started on their defense. Their defense is actually playing out of their mind too. They're not as good as the Browns. They're not as, uh you know, optically as pleasing as the Niners or as intimidating as the Cowboys, but they are they are easily a top five defense in the league. If not top four, you, you could bump some people down depending on the week. But Aiden Hutchinson is playing great and they just play a they were a really good unit. And I think that's what you need to, to beat a Lamar Jackson. They have been disciplined so far. Uh and so I, I like that as well. I like getting the points with, with me head it's been a while since I've been able to get points with me here too, man. Um, and, and everybody who, who's followed me in gambling or, or watched our Sunday show know for the last, what, two, three years, I have been all about, I'm taking my points with the Lions. I'm taking my points with the Lions. Well, 2023, I've been laying my points with the Lions, which is really weird, but I'm, I'm happy to see it. I think, you know, the, the fans are happy. The city deserves it. And the franchise finally can get over the hump a little and, and get that feel of what it's like to be a successful franchise. Uh, so, I like getting my points with me here, man. And I wouldn't be shocked if Lamar and those guys find a way to blow the game at the end because they love to the trick a game, love the trick a game. So, um, taking my points with the Lions, if I can get three and a half, I'm 100% putting something on it. Cardinals at Seattle, um, marking this as my survivor pick, uh, I haven't given out any survivor plays. I don't know how many people play survivor. I actually enjoy it. Uh, anybody not familiar with what Survivor is, you basically pick a team to win and you cannot pick that team any other week. You get one pick each week and you just keep picking the team that you expect to win. Obviously, not the same not the same team, but uh, you just keep p- picking a team each week and you play until basically everybody's out. So what about week seven? I made it to week 14 one year in a million dollar contest and I lost off of like, a doink field goal. It was awful. So I'm, I'm excited. I think they're in, that, in this contest is probably like nine of us left. Uh, but yeah, I took Seattle. They're at home laying seven and a half against the Cardinals. And these division games on our end, they're usually a lot more competitive than we want to give them credit. Uh, they didn't cover the seven against the Rams. And I was cool with that because Connor was out. But I, I think the Rams are better than Seattle. And that's not saying that because they actually beat Seattle. I'm I'm just saying like literally I think Stafford's playing better. You know, they got cut back. Uh my boy Puka Nakua uh yeah Nakua, I think I'm saying his name right the Pokemon. Uh he's back or he never left actually um and poor Tutu Atwell, well he doesn't he doesn't get the ball anymore. <laughs> but um the defense, you know, they've got some some youth over there but they they're playing solid football. So I think they're a little bit better. I don't think Dobbs is good enough to to win or cover these numbers without a solid running game. And Connor's out. I'm not sure if he's coming back anytime soon. And I didn't see whether or not he was coming back this game. I'm assuming he's still out. Um, I don't want to lay seven and a half with a leaky defense in Seattle, but they, they have been playing better. And last week I was saying, you know, I still don't think they're that good. But if you dive into the numbers a little bit, their pressure rate is getting a whole lot better on passing downs, um, and teams are not moving the ball on them as well as they would like. Uh, you know, we got the the finally healthy Bengals last week, and they held them to seventeen on the road. They're coming home. They got Dobbs. Um, I, I think the Cardinals are also going to start showing signs of hey, we're in the the running for that top pick let's dawdle down a little uh so let me get seattle here i don't want to lay a seven and a half i'll do seven um or actually if i'm if i'm being honest i would tease this um not necessarily it to a pickup but throw it in a teaser one and a half They win by at minimum they should win about three you know so probably a teaser option for me i don't want to lay the the full touchdown and more Steelers at the Rams. I just spent all that time hyping up the Rams, even though I was supposed to be talking about Seattle. Let me get the Rams here. Uh, it's a pretty generous number for them. Three? Like, man, I, I don't know why they, why they think that the, the Steelers' offense is – it makes my eyes hurt. It really does. It's disgusting. There's nothing good about it. Nothing good. They've got two plays, the back shoulder throw to Pickens and the uh, fade to Pickens. Like those are their plays. Najee Harris can't buy a block. Uh, they're, they're using the, the little back. I think his name's Warren. They probably think he's better than Najee Harris because he's more explosive. But, hell, you're putting a man on second and long or, or these non-running downs and then letting him run the ball. Like, yeah, he's not getting anybody in the box because they're like, yeah, run it. You're only going to get four or five yards anyway. And, it's, and you need 15 because we just pushed you back five on the last play. Like, so I don't understand. Canada is awful got to be the worst offensive coordinator in the league. And, and that's saying something because we watch Sean Payton and the Broncos. <laughs> like It's really, really, really bad. So and I'm not saying it. I don't want to say it ain't no way because, because, you know, there are no such things as air quote locks, but boy, this line is too good to be true. Three points, three points, Stafford's healthy, Puka's healthy. Cooper's healthy. Aaron Donald still lives and breathes. Sean McVay is still on the sidelines. What are we doing? Three points? Let me get the Rams, man. Uh, Packers at the Broncos. Do we have to talk about this? Do we have to bet this? Boy, um, anybody here think Russell Wilson's good enough to beat a team? Is anybody here willing to bet on that? Heck, nah, man. I'm <laughs> not... I'm not touching this game. Oh my god! Um, uh, I lean to the Packers, even though it's unconventional, and I'm only leaning to the Packers because because I don't really want to be on on. I don't know. Well, you know what? I'm talking myself out of it now. I did just say that the Patriots plus three seventy was going to be my play this week. Yeah, what the hell? I'm gonna look. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a parlay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make it up on on air right now. Give me the Broncos money line, Patriots money line, Chargers money line. I'm going to do that. I'm just going to throw my money away this weekend. If, you, if you're if you betting the Broncos, you might as well just burn it anyway. So let's do it. What's the worst that could happen? Chargers, Broncos, and Patriots money line. And when I, when I make the bet, I'll see what the eyes are. I might throw 25, 50 on it or whatever. I'll post it when I do. And then we can all laugh together because – it's just going to be, we're going to do some crazy stuff this week. How about that? Um, But I'll switch it. I'll say Broncos for the simple fact. Jordan Love seems like he's been figured out. and He he just can't get a rhythm and has been turning the ball over left and right. The Broncos are down so bad. They, I mean, this is a Packers scene that can be had, honestly. Uh, but don't be totally shocked if, again, the Broncos do the Broncos thing. I don't. I don't know how long Russell Wilson got, man. I don't even know what they can do to get out of that. They need a scandal <laughs> to, to, to negate his contract, man. <laughs> they need to Mel Tucker him, man. He gotta, he gotta go. He is he's bad. He is so bad. Like last Thursday were some of the worst throws I have seen from a former MVP, I mean not MVP, former Super Bowl winner. Like to put it into perspective. Peyton Manning, when he had the noodle arm, didn't look this bad. And he literally had a dead arm and was getting carried by that team, Demarius Thomas and those guys, getting carried by them. And he still didn't look this bad. Russell Wilson looks terrible, man. I don't know what happened to him. I, I don't know. Like, the mechanics don't look like they changed much. I mean, I know the system is probably structured to the point where, like, hey, you throw the player A. I don't care, player A. This is the play that we designed. You throw the player A, and you know, Sean Payton is infamous for saying he doesn't like audibles or or that joke running that he doesn't like to be, you know, people overstepping. But Russell Wilson ain't the type to to check down or, or or kill kill kill. You don't hear a lot of that stuff from him anyway. So it should it should work a little bit better than what it's doing, but it's not. But either way, talking about situational plays. To hell with it. Broncos, money line. Chargers at Chiefs. Um yeah, I, I took the Chargers to win here. I like my points with the Chargers. They just have a thing with the Chiefs, man. They just have a thing with the Chiefs. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. Uh Staley is is y'all know how I feel about Staley. And and Kellen Moore and Staley together is just twice the fun. And that's sarcasm. But um they, I just, you know, I just think this is uh just one of those games where, and again, even going into Kansas City, they, they seem to do okay. Now let me double check on that. I feel like there was one of these games uh, recently that they either covered or almost won when they were in Kansas City. Yeah, it was 27-24. They almost won. Uh, that was back in, that was last year, last sep- last September. Yeah, last September, uh, 27-24. And then dating back to uh, 2021, they had two wins uh, at Kansas City. I'm assuming that that last one or that one on January 3rd, 2021, didn't feature Patrick Mahomes because the Chargers were favored by seven. But uh, September 26, 2021, they were seven-point dogs and they won 30-24. I actually remember that game. And then the Chiefs returned to favor later that year, 34-28. Uh, but, you know, these pesky Chargers covered the last two games. Last two games between the Chargers and Chiefs, uh, the Chiefs were favored by three and a half and five and a half. Both games decided by a field goal. um, I'm getting five and a half again against a team that should be pretty desperate at two and three. They should be pretty desperate uh, to, to try to win here, and they've got talent. It just doesn't always come together. And this is probably the weakest Chiefs team we've seen in a while. I think this line is probably two points too high. Let me get a uh, money line play on the Chargers and the Chargers to cover. Also, if you're into superstitions, the last couple teams to be favored by, like, five and a half um, have lost, which would be the um, – I think the uh, Eagles closed around five and a half. And then the Niners apparently, at one point, closed around five and a half. I didn't see that, but that's what I read on Action Sports. Either way, going with the Chargers here uh, with the with the five and a half. Dolphins at the Eagles. Eagles favored by two and a half. Um, this would be a perfect time for me to ask people: Are they worried about the offense now? <laughs> but it's like, dude, you had to see this coming, man. Like. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like people don't really watch the game. Like it just, the flow was not good. And they, oh, you got offense coordinator, new offense coordinator, you got to let them get in the rhythm. It still don't look good. They're not distributing the ball properly. A.J. Brown gets like 15 targets and Deontay, the Devontae Smith is, is the afterthought. I can't even name your third receiver. Last year, he was one of your better explosive playmakers. And what happened to the run game? People, come on. Hold these guys accountable. You can see this building up. You can see this building up. God bless Jalen Hurt. I love him. But as a player, he shouldn't be keying in on one guy. He needs to spread the ball around, and that comes from the coaching. You got to design better plays to get these people the ball. the same shit I say about the Falcons. With that being said, I like the Eagles here. They're the more physical team. The Dolphins just, I mean, they're good. They're fun to watch and everything. But they haven't beat a good team yet. And and I don't understand why, why they're – this is like the exact same spot that they were with the Bills, even though they have history losing to the Bills. Everybody ran and jumped on that two, uh, two and a half with the Dolphins. I'm not doing that. I was on the Bills. I'm going to be on the Eagles here. I think that the, the ground and pound for the Philly does well. I think the uh, Philadelphia front. Will dominate the uh the front of the, the Dolphins in the passing game. But I do worry about the I do worry about the um secondary because the secondary can't be had. And if they come out and think they're gonna play me, I don't care if Darius Slay Dolly back seven years. He can't cover no Tyreek Hill in Man to Man. And I better not see zero coverage on Tyreek Hill like the Giants did cuz that's just really really dumb like what are you you're just asking to be on the highlight you can't cover the guy he's too fast just just admit it. in a ain't a corner in the league cover him zero coverage no help over top all that bs that people say when they like oh you you don't switch to the side or, and this and that no 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 bro Tyreek Hill is a monster right now and you need to act accordingly yes we're going we're going to bracket this man in if i got to throw 5 db's on him I will but He's playing out of his mind because of arrogance by defenses. Cover the man appropriately. Stop playing man-to-man on Tyreek Hill. I shouldn't have to keep saying that. If the Eagles come out and try that crap, it's going to be a long day for them. But I like Philly to cover this number. And then we end on the Monday night game. My honors take on the Minnesota Vikings. We don't know what's going on with Trent. Uh, We don't know what's going on with Debo. We don't know what's going on with McCaffrey, but it's not as bad as we first thought. And we just got beat by the Browns. Blah 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 blah. Kirk Cousins is in a primetime game without freaking Justin Jefferson. If the Niners lose this game, tune in for the most epic rant of all rants because that would be bar- that would be more embarrassing than losing the PJ Walker and the number one defense in the league. Yes, this offense just scored. Less than 20 points against the fucking Bears. Come on, man. And this man don't never win in the in the primetime games. This is a perfect spot. Come on. As a fan, I'm going to lay the seven. But as a gambler, I'm going to tell you, stay away from it. Stay away from it until you know how healthy the Niners are going to be. And And quite honestly, I don't want those three guys to play. If we don't need to play them, don't play them. If we, if we do play him and we get up by 10, put him on the bench, man. We don't need to risk any further injuries for Kyle Shanahan's freaking ego, okay? We don't need it. But this Vikings team is awful, absolutely awful without Justin Jefferson, which you would expect when a guy's getting pretty much 35, almost 40% of your offensive production. You would expect that. They couldn't run the ball against the Bears. They couldn't run the ball against the Bears. I think the Bears are like – Bottom third of the league in rushing defense, man. They couldn't run the ball at all against the Bears. Come on, man. They, these the Niners better tighten up, man. This should be this should be an easy game for them. I'm not I'm not listening to nothing. I I, I don't want no excuse. We lose this game, it's embarrassing. If we don't cover the number, I'm gonna tell you something. If we don't cover the number, I'm gonna say it's embarrassing. We win by three, four, five. I will be the first person to post. People are going to be like, why are you giving a presser when your team won? And I will say, we actually lost this game because we should have whipped their beep. All right. So come on, Niners. uh, Cover for me. Contest-wise, I'm looking at probably the Eagles, the Chargers, the Rams, um, the Lions. And then I don't know about that. Fifth one, we'll we'll figure that one out. We'll figure that one out because I almost said Patriots, and I just just said I'm not going to sweat that game. But we will figure out that fifth one for sure. Um, might the might, <laughs> might throw the Falcons in there? Oh man, yeah, I gotta I gotta pray on that fifth one. Gotta pray on that fifth one. But um, good luck to you guys this week, man. Um, if you have made it this far through the podcast. Check out uh Gary Walling in our sports group. Check out his uh FanDuel contest. We got like a league thing going. It's like five or six of us in there. It's twenty-five dollars a week. But you know, if the more people we get in, the more it pays out. I just finally came in third place last week and I got twenty-seven dollars back, which I mean I'm I'm terrible at DFS. So I mean, at least come out and just take my 25. But it's just it's just a fun thing to do in the group, man. And I'm gonna try to bring back our uh, weekly like primetime uh, DraftKings NBA contest as well. I think those are fun, interactive things to do. So by all means, try to to get on that. Uh, In the meantime, again, good luck to you guys. Uh, Reach out to me if you're in the super contest, uh, the high roller one, forget you. But everybody else, feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions or want to bounce bets off of me, and, and we just talk about some of the things we're thinking about. Take care.